Welcome to the Mama Embodied Podcast with yours truly, Shayna Ray. I'm a somatic attachment coach and therapist that is absolutely dedicated to supporting your soul's evolution as you prepare and step into the motherhood and parenting journey. Mama Embodied is a must-listen for mothers and mothers-to-be who are seeking support, community, and all of the tips and tricks to raise secure, resilient kids that can thrive in this unpredictable world. This show is here to help you understand how putting your needs first as a mama and healing yourself on all levels, mind, body, and soul not only changes your life, but also shapes your future generation's lives to come. Through honest conversations around reparenting yourself, attachment trauma, the five personality patterns, and raising your child from a conscious, playful, and secure attachment perspective, we're going to explore the importance of embodying what you want your kids to learn so that you could be the one in the family line that stops the family inherited trauma and creates a safe and loving foundation that your family can lean on. So join me and guest experts in the field as we embrace our stories, share our wisdom, and help you create a life full of well-being, joy, love, and connection with you and your loved ones. So mamas, let's get started. What is up, my love? It feels so good and always so, so damn right to have you back in the space with me today. And before we dive into today's podcast episode, I wanted to talk about our sponsor, which is my signature program called Mom School. So if you're an aspiring mama, pregnant, or already a mom with kids, this is the one-stop shop parenting course for you. Because if we want to raise kids that thrive in this unpredictable world because they have this great mental health and they're securely attached, we need to do the work first. And that's why mom school is so different than any other parenting course out there because you get two courses for the price of one. And in the first course, you get to learn how to reparent yourself, repair your attachment system, your nervous system, move through your emotions and heal your triggers because the things that trigger us with our kids actually have nothing to do with them and all to do with the unhealed attachment trauma for our own childhood. So finally, there's a space where you can actually slow down and understand yourself on a deeper level, understand what was missed, understand how you can repair it today as the adult you are, because the good news is it's never too late. And from that space, you move on to the second course, which is the parenting course. And it's going to give you all the real key ingredients to raise a secure attached kid. You know, there's so much information out there. It's hard to integrate it into your everyday life, right? So inside of mom school, I give you a step-by-step framework that you could always look back on. I even talk about the developmental stages and what's needed at every developmental stage. I also provide you with tools for those developmental stages that you can continue to build on year over year because the truth is you're always going to want to use these tools. And so when you understand actually what supports your kid's nervous system, what helps them feel seen, heard, and understood, you're going to build a more authentic connection with them. And when you build that authentic connection with them, they feel like you're their safe space. So they're going to talk to you more. They're going to let you into their world. And I know moms have the best intentions and want this so bad with their kids, but they just don't know the framework, right? And why I always call this a framework is because it's not a rule book. I want you to tap into your intuition as a mama too, because moms, you got incredible intuition. It's just built in you. But we get so muddled with our unhealed attachment trauma and triggers that we don't get the chance to tap into it. So mom school is here to help clear the layers that have been holding you back from tapping into that inner knowing so that you can build that beautiful relationship with your kid and also create an incredible foundation that supports their mental health and nervous system in the deepest ways. You know, the number of kids struggling with mental health disorders only continues to skyrocket year over year, but we can finally do something about it. We finally have the neuroscience research, the attachment research, and the actual evidence, aka the results I see with my clients, that show that this work 
actually works. It actually supports your kid in not only building a strong, resilient nervous system, but having healthier relationships later in life, having leadership qualities, better communication skills, everything that they need to thrive when they're older. Now, how proud would you feel if you were the reason that created that foundation for your child? And you can be that person. So if you are interested in joining mom school, it is open for enrollment. You can just check out the link in my IG bio to learn more. Now today, I'm very excited. I have my homeopath, Kaylee, on the podcast. And the reason I brought her on is because she was the missing link in my healing journey. And the homeopathy remedy she gave me allowed me to clear more suppressed emotions that got my mind, body, and soul back into wholeness. So if you love holistic remedies, you got to try homeopathy. And what's so cool about homeopathy is it can work for so many things from mental health to child behavioral issues to mom guilt and mom overwhelm to even physical ailments like It is such an incredible tool, and I want you to know more about it. I have referred many of my clients over to Kaylee, and we work as a tag team because she finds a homeopathic remedy that works for their nervous system, and I help heal their attachment trauma, clear the suppressed emotions to get them back into balance. So if you're thinking, Shayna, I have never heard of homeopathy in my entire life. You are not alone. There are so many people that still don't know or understand what homeopathy is capable of. But I'm so excited that it's starting to hit mainstream media more because this is such a beautiful, beautiful tool to support you no matter where you're at in life. And what I love about it is that it's so gentle that you can use it during pregnancy like I am currently with my baby girl. So Without further ado, let's just dive into today's podcast episode. So Kaylee, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you on. I mean, working with you was just the missing piece to my healing journey. And it's been so awesome to pass you on to my clients because what we were talking about before we hit record, the combination of homeopathy with somatic processing work and Mm -hmm. inner child work has been so impactful. So I'm so excited to kind of dive into that conversation because I think anytime I've talked to a client like, oh, have you heard of homeopathy? They're like, no, what is that? Right. (laughs) Right. So I figured like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So I figured a podcast having you on to really deep dive into this topic will help people open their eyes to another incredible tool to help them in their healing journey. Yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, I wish I could just shout homeopathy from the rooftops because I think it's exactly the kind of, you know, medicine that people are looking for who are more natural minded and want to know the mind body connection and all of that kind of thing and it's just a medicine that's honestly been super suppressed. It used to be way more of a thing than it is now. And I feel like it's really had a resurgence in the past several years. So I'm so happy about that. So I'm here to help the resurgence. <laughs> Love it. We are so down for that. So to start, what is homeopathy? Yeah. So homeopathy, it really, truly, I know holistic is a buzzword, but it, it really puts the mental, physical and emotional plane all on the same level. Um, You know, me as a homeopath, I have an understanding that somebody's physical illness, how it's manifesting is manifesting just as much in their mental space, their thoughts, how they perceive the world, how they move through the world and their emotional state, you know, what's triggering for them, how do they respond to life, all of that is telling a story. And I need to understand that story well enough to match them to a remedy. So a homeopathic remedy is really just an energetic imprint of a substance from nature. You know, there are things called provings and we don't need to get into all the, you know, kind of boring specifics, but in a nutshell, these remedies have been proven to work on a certain symptom constellation. So think of all your emotional, your physical, all of that is a constellation of symptoms. And it's like, what I'm doing is I'm kind of being an investigator and pattern matching you to something in nature that, you know, will help to essentially cancel out that unhelpful aspect of your state and to help really awaken your vitality, whatever's been blocking your vitality from completing your healing process. You know, I'm here to kind of remove that block as well with a remedy. That's incredible. Yeah, I remember you did a post that said, 
treat the person, not the disease. Yes. Loved that. Yeah. Cause with the treat the person, not the disease, like that's how I do my work. Right. It's like someone comes in with anxiety. I'm not like treating the anxiety. I'm hearing their story, what's coming Mm -hmm. up for them. What's Mm -hmm. like emotions are coming to the surface Mm -hmm. so we can metabolize that energy and that helps relieve the anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to hear from your perspective. How do you help people find a remedy? Like what are you listening for on a session or what yeah. What are you trying to hear to figure out what homeopathic remedy would work for them? Sure. So I think, you know, always the reminder that I want to put in place before I go into any of it is that the body has had a perfectly appropriate response to your environment. And so whether it's anxiety that's manifesting depression or fibromyalgia, your body had a completely appropriate response and is literally just doing the best it can to kind of adapt to the situations that it's been put in, whether it be a past trauma or suppression from a lot of antibiotics, (laughs) you know, the body is literally always doing the best it can. So, you know, I always just like to have a moment of gratitude for the body of like, wow, like you have no idea like the amount of energy and everything that has to be going right every single moment of every day for you to just feel as well as you do right now, even if, you know, on your bracket, it's not super well, it's still like there's so much of the body has to do to maintain enough homeostasis to be alive. So the body is always just trying to adapt, whether it be physically or mentally or emotionally. And so what I'm trying to understand in a client essentially is why have these adaptations occurred? Why do they see life the way they do? What's happened? You know, what happened, let's say six months before they got really sick, what changed? And usually I'll find that there is a significant thing that happened in their life where their body responded physically, maybe because it was just too overwhelming and the body was trying to kind of compartmentalize it and just didn't have the resources, you know, like, For example, a lot of it will stem back to childhood of upbringing and stuff like that. And it's just because, you know, I know you know this, Shana, it's as children, we just don't have the capacity to deal with it on our own. So it's all about survival. Maybe we didn't have the support that we needed. And so the body is always going to express itself as loudly and boldly as it can, because our bodies are really here to help us become the best versions of ourselves and to learn and grow and, you know, even from the hardest of experiences. So I'm trying to just understand, like, what is the common thread that's running through their experience? Mm. You know, I was just um, observing a client this morning, and it's like the whole thread that's running through her experience is this kind of low self-esteem that rooted in childhood, where she kind of had to mold herself to what her um, family needed from her. You know, she had a lot of responsibility from early on. And I see this time and time again. It's very common in my clients. You're not alone if you're experiencing um, that. So, you know, it's just this kind of thing that manifested in a lot of brain fog for her, where she was kind of always using all this brain power to see what do they need from me, not who am I? You know, (laughs) she had to kind of stuff down the authentic self, because it was really just like, well, I need relationship, I need to be loved. So it's worth it to stuff myself down and my authenticity to have that love and acceptance. So that's what the real work of what we're working on. And you know, the Hashimoto's the brain fog that will come down as a result of just integrating this experience. Yeah, that's why I hired you from the like the moment I looked at your <laughs> profile. I love that you were so well versed in attachment trauma and a lot yeah. of the ailments physical, mental, emotional that we deal with as adults are rooted in childhood. So when I yes. saw your posts on that, I'm like, this is my girl. <laughs> yes. Right? Because it yeah. is so cool to hear people's stories and their belief systems. And what I also want to reflect and highlight is I loved how you mentioned like we built these survival strategies for a reason because mm-hmm. there wasn't enough, you know, access to co-regulation. It, it kind of gives a fresh perspective of like, I know the survival strategies you're doing right now don't feel great, Yeah, but thank God you did them because you yeah. wouldn't actually be here if you didn't. And all we're doing with homeopathy and somatic therapy is mm-hmm. finally 
helping process what you couldn't process then so you don't have the physical ailments or whatever it may Mm -hmm. that's challenging your life I I just love your perspective on that I think we need to appreciate like as much Mm -hmm. as we hate the fibromyalgia like for me mast cell activation syndrome having burning skin did not feel great right (laughs) but thank god I created a strategy because there wasn't enough resource and Mm -hmm. now I'm able to heal that through homeopathy and processing my emotions to get me back to where I truly belong, if you will. Right, exactly. And, you know, it really is a matter of awareness and having enough awareness to see the pattern, to see where this comes from. Because I think ultimately, like, you know, in the session, yes, the remedy is helping you, but it's just as much the process of going through the homeopathic intake. Like my paperwork is pretty thorough (laughs) and it takes a little bit to fill out, but it's worth it because you kind of get to go back in your own history and see how your own story came to be. And it's not something that we always have, you know, the luxury to to revel in and to really investigate because we have stuff to do. (laughs) So to have that space for yourself to just, you know, really articulate what's been your story how how has your life gone so far up until this point? You know, tell me everything. And we're just going to investigate that together about what's been helpful and what hasn't been so helpful anymore. Yeah, 100%. I think it's just a, like you said, it's a great time to like reflect because I think a lot of the things we've dealt with in childhood didn't seem like that big of a deal, yes. right? You know, and so sometimes we have a hard time thinking like, oh, could that little nuance in childhood where someone wasn't there for me when I really needed them, like, could that really be traumatic on my nervous system, right? right? <laughs> and it it is, it is traumatic. It's uh, the way uh, my mentor describes like attachment trauma is paper cuts, you know, they're tiny, but they sting like hell. Wow. And if you're getting paper cuts over and over this lack of co-regulation or support, or like you mentioned with that client being seen for who she truly was, mm-hmm. like that impacts our nervous system and makes us suppress emotions and who we authentically are, which mm-hmm. impacts our health, you know? So working with you, going through that extensive questionnaire, <laughs> it really helps you slow down and go, oh, actually this did impact me. And it's not in a sense of trying to villainize your parents, but to realize like, there was impact. And what we can do now is clear the suppressed emotions or energy that's blocking you from wholeness and well-being and stepping into your authentic self, if you will. Right. And I like the um, the visual of the paper cut, that analogy, because I think it's actually brings up a good point where, you know, why I'm matching the person to the remedy and not the pathology is because everyone's going to have a different response, a different adaptation to that sensation of burning in the paper cut. One person is going to choose to numb it. One person is going to be super sensitive to any criticism and pain and like be hyper aware of their pain, you know? So it's like, there's so many spectrums of how we respond to what's happened to us. And that's so important in homeopathy is like, okay, as a result of this thing that happened to you in your life, how do you deal with you know, triggers? How do you deal with hardship? What's what's your adaptation? Do you hide from it? Do you numb out? Do you cry alone? Or do you need somebody there to support you? Do you Are you more codependent? You know, there's all these spectrums of behavior. And, and that's why it's so important to match the person and not just the pathology. And another thing I wanted to say on that is it's not like ignoring the physical pathology in any way. The physical is just as important. It's just an understanding that if something is off in the system, it impacts everything. You know, in Chinese medicine, they say anger weakens the liver, you know, so it has a direct correspondence at the organ level. And so that's why they're enmeshed and attached in this way is like, okay, you need to work on both because there's going to be something that's clamping down the vitality of the body and, you know, not having there be as much vitality available to overcome things if we don't address the other stuff. Yeah, I love that you're pointing to that because it's a holistic approach and looking at every single aspect from the physical, the practical to the mental and emotional. I mean, I'll speak for myself, like going Mm -hmm. through, like I lost my dad to suicide, Mm -hmm. got mast cell activation syndrome. Did I have a lot of mold and heavy metals and parasites in my body? Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I couldn't detox. Like the detox process was so painful because I didn't address the emotional part first. 
Right. And so right. as I, as I processed more of my attachment trauma and just process more suppressed emotions, mm-hmm. physical got better. And mm-hmm. then when I worked with you, it was just like the last piece because I just mm-hmm. burned every once in a while mm-hmm. and I just couldn't. I was like, what is this like last yeah. piece of the puzzle? And it's like, for instance, like I came in to support the burning skin. Your remedy for me was to process the grief. Yeah. And that is what's allowed my like last residual symptoms to dissipate. It was like working a little yeah. bit even more on that emotional from a homeopathy perspective. Yeah. Like, you know, we have something called the Materia Medica, which is basically just like our homeopathic Bible of the remedies and the indications for the remedies and Ignatia that I prescribed to you is ailments from grief. I mean, it's in bold, you know, and there's that, it really affects the nervous system specifically, Ignatia as a plant. And so, um, you know, it's no surprise that, you know, somebody, for example, who experiences grief in a different physical pathology would be a different remedy. Um, And so it's just fascinating to see like, okay, it's like, you're kind of, again, pattern matching of like, I think of like, okay, we got burning, we got nervous system, we got, you know, grief, you know, I'm connecting all the dots and seeing what is this whole picture that's presenting in front of me. Yeah, exactly. So to talk more about that specifically with homeopathy, mm-hmm. I mean, we're already kind of pointing to it, but I want to like mm-hmm. hone in on it specifically. So what can homeopathy be used for? Like we've yeah. said mental, physical, yeah. but yeah. I figured might as well dive deeper into that. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So a lot of people come to homeopathy because, um, you know, they see it at natural grocers or a natural grocery store. Um, I know that somebody that I um, worked with, she saw histaminum, which is for histamine response at the store and it helped her seasonal allergies. And she's like, interesting. Okay. Let me look into this. Or my mentor, um, he, you know, was very, very left brain, like studied at Yale. He was a nurse practitioner, worked in, you know, psychiatric care. And um, his son kept getting these ear infections that weren't responding to antibiotics. And so, you know, his friend told him about homeopathy and he kind of rolled his eyes during the entire consultation and was like, I just wasted my money. Like my son's not going to get any better. And I'm, of course, you're guessing that, you know, what happened is he got better, right? He got better. And not only that, but, you know, he, he knows how an ear infection resolves. He's trained in that as a nurse. And he was like, this kid does not have any redness or indication that he had infection. Like mm-hmm. not only did the remedy work, but it cleared it faster than the antibiotic that he was resistant to. How is this possible? It kind of blew his mind and his worldview. And, you know, his son got another ear infection when they were traveling and the remedy worked again. And that was when he was like, all right, I'm studying this. Like, <laughs> yeah, like all right, yeah. there's something to this. And um, so I think that a lot of people, um, especially people more skeptical of it, you know, maybe their their wife, you know, will say, oh, well, you um, have food poisoning, take our Senecum. They're like, fine. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay, this actually worked. So, um, so my point being like, you know, it can work for things like colds and flus and, you know, everyday physical ailments that we call acute ailments, which is anything that tends to have a shorter duration. And, you know, it'll resolve on its own, even if we don't do anything. Those are acute. So homeopathy is great for that. I always say it's a great starting point for people if they're just, you know, want to dip their toe in, just have Arnica, the remedy uh, Arnica on hand. If you overdo it at the gym or, and you're really sore or you twist your ankle or you have some sort of musculoskeletal injury, take some Arnica for the pain. If you have a dentist appointment, take some Arnica after if you had a filling or something that's sore, you know, that's such an easy way to try out homeopathy for yourself. And with homeopathy, you always have to match the symptoms to the remedy. So let's say, you know, you can't just go to the store and say, okay, I have a headache. Let me get a headache remedy. It's a lot more specific and precise than that. So if it hasn't worked for you in the past, then that's why is because you just didn't match it appropriately. And that's kind of what I'm here for, right? (laughs) Um, But then on the chronic level, I see clients literally so many different things. So really anything that ails a human being, whether it be mental health, um, physical health, you know, autoimmune conditions, um, mast cell, like you were talking about allergies, arthritis. Um, I see a lot of women who have horrible periods or amenorrhea. I have a lot of that in my practice, hormonal complaints, 
or, you know, new moms are completely burnt out. <laughs> I see a lot of those. I help with that a lot. But I'm really, really passionate too about really putting it out there that homeopathy is so amazing for mental health. That was always my passion. You know, I didn't get in my background really, but that's what I went to school for is psychology. And so I thought I wanted to be a psychiatrist or a neurologist or something like that. You know, neuroscience was my passion. And so I'm really passionate about kind of bringing forth the idea that there's an alternative, you know, that homeopathy is so amazing for mental health conditions. And one of the most touching, you know, some of the most touching cases I have are kids who come in, you know, with a lot of behavioral issues. That's really big thing I see in my practice. They're just melting down at school, throwing tantrums, you know, ADHD, all of that stuff. And they're labeled like the bad kid you know, but they're just doing the best they can. (laughs) I always say it's not you. It's just like a a remedy state that you're in, you know, there's a higher expression and there's a way to move past it. So helping kids with behavioral disabilities too, is something I'm really passionate about. So anything. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I love that. It it helps with anything. It also helps like you can be a child. It's so gentle. You can do pregnancy. So Kaylee yes. has me on a full regimen that I've been doing during pregnancy. That's what I love. It's it's so safe to do at any time. And pets. You can be as young pets. Yeah, you can be as young as old. Like it's so cool that it's it's for everybody at any mm-hmm. point in time. Because it's almost like a form of energy medicine, right? And there's no yes. uh-huh. like, what's the word I'm trying to find? Like there's no like it's it an energetic imprint negatively, right? Yeah, there's no side effects. So, you know, sometimes people will feel um, an initial response of like, oh, my symptoms are worsening a little bit. And that is simply because your body has enough energy to actually tackle the thing. Because the worst thing is when it's just this kind of annoying, chronic, like middle of the road, not really going anywhere. You know, you kind of want to like, you know, basically what's happening is the body's like, doing the best I can here. Don't really have the energy or resources. So it's just going to keep going. And so when you turn up the vitality in the body, it's just like, oh, finally, like, let's go after this. And unfortunately, no matter what modality you use, healing has to go out and through, like whatever is ailing you has to come out and through. Um, You know, I'm always suspicious if somebody takes something and it just eliminates it right away. And, you know, I'm like, hmm, I don't really like that. (laughs) That's a red flag for me. That's suppression. You know, it's like the body has to kind of catalyze the healing and move it up and out. And, you know, the, always the goal of homeopathy is to do that in the absolute gentlest way possible. That's why I came to homeopathy is I was one of those people that was sensitive to all the supplements and everything like you were saying. And homeopathy is the only thing where I was like, oh my gosh, like this, like just helps me to also be in a better mental space to deal with the physical symptoms, which is a very real thing, more resilience, you know, it really brings resiliency in the body. And so, um, but that being said, there aren't side effects that can't cause something. It's really just like helping your body and nudging your body toward healing. Yeah. I love that because I feel like that was one of my questions was like, how do you know if you found the right remedy? And I always mm-hmm. tell my clients like, hey, like, I mean, you've always found the right remedy for me as well as all my clients because it kicks things up. They're like, I'm feeling this way. I'm like, let's do a session because this uh, yes. I think some people think like, oh, if I take a remedy and I don't feel anything like, oh, maybe that's what's making me better. It's like, no, mm-hmm. the whole thing about homeopathy, it's going to Mm-hmm. pick up what was suppressed that's causing the ailment or causing yeah. the looping thought right it's like mm-hmm. we need, the only way out is through mm-hmm. so we mm-hmm. need, like thank god homeopathy is bringing it up so we can process it and then you get the relief that you've been searching for right exactly because if it's under the surface and you can't grab it well that's why you've been stuck in it right you know and so again we want to do as gent- gently as possible i don't want people to suffer through anything <laughs> yeah, yeah. At all. Oh my gosh. And we have tools, you know, homeopathy, you can really fine tune the frequency of dosing and the strength. And um, I know that you mentioned uh, when you emailed me flower essences, like things like that to just help and they really help. And so what I find is that one of the biggest things that comes up in my practice, somebody asked me this the other week, the biggest thing that comes up in my practice is a lack of safety in the body. I would say 90% of my clients, they came to me and they're like, I'm just completely ungrounded. 
unsafe in my body. And so that's sometimes the first thing that has to be addressed before we even tackle anything else is because I could give them a placebo and they would respond with like, oh my God, something's happening. You know what I mean? It's like, there's a very real aspect to that as well that I think, you know, needs to be brought awareness to of like, there is something that is, I hate to say the word traumatizing, but there is, can be mildly traumatizing to be chronically ill. Because you're always, you have this pattern in your brain of hypervigilance of like, what's doing it? You know, what out there is causing this? Like you're saying, is it the mold? Is it the heavy metal? Is it, you're just on guard and that wears on you. That really wears on you. And so nothing feels safe anymore. You know, your world gets smaller and smaller as you're trying to control things to feel 5% better. Yeah. And so a lot of the work that's done, you know, with remedies and, you know, with your work, it sounds like is unraveling that and just recreating that, like, you know, your body is, is on your team. It's not trying to hurt you. It's not, you know, it's here for you and, you know, you can feel safe in this body. It's okay. And, you know, you can trust yourself and know, know, to know when something is not right for you or not safe. You know, you don't have to have that light switch on all the time of hypervigilance. Yeah, 100%. I love that you're naming that because I think, yeah, the foundation is to feel safe to be in your body. And of Mm -hmm. course, trauma, whether it's emotional or physical, like a chronic Mm -hmm. illness, it makes you feel unsafe in your body. Yes. And whether you feel anxiety or depression or like physical ailments, it can feel scary to be in your body. And I Mm -hmm. think through the work we do together, it helps a client understand like, your symptoms are more like your body sign of like, Hey, notice me just like there is yeah. something up and yeah. I'm working for you. It's like, I need, I need to flag you because you haven't slowed down to notice uh-huh. before. Like maybe the symptoms have to be a little bit louder for you to notice. Um, like for me, the burning skin, a huge part was suppressing the grief and, mm-hmm. and the things I went through as a kid. And so the burning skin wasn't my, my body wanting to be in pain, but being like, Hey, Shana, can you slow down so we can actually feel this and let this go, you know? And so as you go through that process through homeopathy and somatic work, you start to feel safer to be in your body and know that the Mm -hmm. signs that come up are like, Oh, like my body wants me to listen to this. And then we have these tools to move through it now that helps you feel safer. Yeah. And that brings up for me, just like the very real reality that our society is kind of structured where it feels unsafe to be unwell. Yeah. Because, you know, again, with the, with the client that I'm thinking of, it was like, well, my work's going to get mad at me if I call in and like, you know, this is just like if her kid's sick, (laughs) it's like the very real things. Like, it's like, there's a guilt that develops about having a weak area of the body or like getting sick. And it's like avoiding on discomfort at all costs because it literally, we get shamed for it or like, you need to show up. I don't care. You know what I mean? It was just yeah. like, you have to be constantly on, you have to be a productivity machine. And if you, you know, even think about getting tired, well, you need to slam a coffee because we need you to keep going. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like everything about our culture basically dissociates us from our body and from our limitations and makes us feel guilty for having limitations. Yeah. Say it louder for the people in the back. Oh my God. It's so true. It's like our whole culture is based on productivity and how you think and how you perform. And we never got the training grounds to slow down and show like our feelings are important. Like who we authentically are is important. Like building resiliency, like, Hey, we're going to go through hard times and hard emotions Mm -hmm. in life, but you also have the capacity to go through it. So that's why I created my course mom school to not only help moms build that capacity to process their emotions and feel safe to be in their bodies, but to teach their kids that it's like, if you co-regulate a child when they're younger, they go, Oh, like emotions aren't so bad. Vulnerability is not bad. And I can get through it which is what gives them more capacity as an adult. But like you said, we don't have that as like, we don't have much training grounds in that. No, no. And I I often, my clients will, will come to me, you know, especially in the millennial generation of like, why weren't my parents emotionally available for me? Like, that's something I hear weekly is like, I didn't get the emotional support that I needed. That's so common. It's like, well, because they're just, first of all, there wasn't awareness then, of course, but it's like, again, it's how it's structured. It's like, We were never meant to parent kids alone and like, and have to work a job and have to deal with this and have to, you know what I mean? It's like, 
where, you know, where's the space to, to sit down and listen to your kid when they're crying, but you're overstressed because you're overstretched. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, you got it. I mean, that's attachment trauma. That's family inherited trauma for you. I always tell my clients that because I have, they come to me all the time. I'm like, yeah, my mom never held me through my tears right. they told me to suck it up or I had to go into a timeout. Right. And it, you have to think like if they were never held in that from if they're because I all, always ask like, do you know if their parents were super like emotionally right. tuned and they will like nine out of 10 times? Oh, absolutely not. Uh-huh. Like, so if they never got held like that as a child, how were they able to hold you in that? Like they, right. they couldn't, that's why it's like dysregulating for a parent to see their kid expressing emotions or having a tantrum. It's triggering to their nervous system because they never got that experience either. Mm-hmm. 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 So it's, exactly. It's yeah, exactly. And I think the role of homeopathy for that is like, well, okay, I'm, I'm saying a lot of things that are out of our control. But you know, what's in our control is, you know, let's say I give the remedy sepia, which is such a great remedy for moms that are overworked and stressed, and they're snapping at their husband, even though they love their husband, but it's just that they're exhausted. And, you know, I'll give sepia, for example, and all of a sudden, it's like somebody gave them a new glasses prescription where they can see the resources that might have been right in front of them, but they just couldn't see it. They couldn't speak up to ask for help. They couldn't see, you know, maybe where they could um, say no to something and, you know, helps relieve that mom guilt and just helps us respond better. And also, you know, supporting the hormonal system and the adrenals so that um, that also helps facilitate a better response to life and just being, you know, like I said, more resilient to the stress. So it's really interesting, you know, watching people um, change over time and their perceptions of others and their perceptions of life and knowing how to how to handle it in just a little bit of a better way that then supports their physical and mental health. Yeah, oh, I love that you're giving that example, because that's the biggest reason why I wanted you on the podcast mm-hmm. is like, So moms understand that this can be an incredible addition to their toolkit for their emotions, their mom guilt, their stress, Mm -hmm. their overwhelm, their triggers with their kids, and can also help them with their kids' behavioral issues or what they're struggling with. Like, this is such an incredible tool for every aspect of motherhood and parenting, you know? Yeah, I mean, truly, I, I, I always say, like, do whatever modality resonates with you, but I wouldn't do it without homeopathy because obviously I'm biased. I just could not imagine not having these tools that I grab for every day. You know what I mean? It's just like, there's such a comfort and like, it's just, it's really taught me how to be my own, the parent that I needed for myself now. Yeah. You know, when I have a trigger or when my body's expressing something physically, like how can I handle this in a way that, you know, prevents it from continuing this pattern. Like there's obviously something I need to look at and, you know, the remedies really help me to see what I'm missing and to just be able to um, not have it be like this reoccurring thing. That's so frustrating. You feel like you can't get out of, you know, I would say the biggest word I hear from clients is I'm stuck. (laughs) I'm just stuck. I feel stuck. I can't move past this. And really what they're expressing is kind of that bogged down, stuck vital force that just, you know, it can only handle so much without support. And that's what the remedy does. Yeah, I love that. Because I and I think that's what's so great about working with a homeopath like you, like, I love being able to come to you and be like, hey, this is what's coming up for me. And like, Mm -hmm. the dosage too, because like you said, like, I've gone to a Sprouts market and like if I had a headache and sometimes the homeopathic remedy works, sometimes it doesn't. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know the dosing or like what, yes. or it's not the right remedy. Cause how many remedies are there in homeopathy? It's like <laughs> insane, right? Yeah. About thousand. So it, you know, we don't <laughs> use like, there are like, I would say like 500 remedies that are most used, mm-hmm. but I mean, people are making remedies all the time that are being added to oh. you know, materia medica just, you know, because things change and like, you know, what we're dealing with now in terms of pathology is different than, you know, in the 1800s when Samuel Hahnemann was (laughs) developing remedies, right? A lot of times it's similar, you know, we're human beings, but um, so we're always, you know, updating our understanding, like now there's remedies to deal with, um, you know, people who are sensitive to Wi-Fi, you know, like that, that didn't need to be a thing before, you know, and so, um, and just the level of suppression. And I would say that that's actually a big reason why, you can't just go to the store or Google a remedy 
and have it help is because, you know, it does tend to work when something is truly acute, like a cough or a cold, if you match it correctly, Mm -hmm. because the symptom is more on the surface. So when you have something that's acute, it's really loud, it's in your face, it takes you down, right? It's very on the surface, so it's easier to treat. But when something has been going on for a long time, like headaches, it can seem acute because it's so intense, but really it's just related to the chronicity of the illness, you know? So it's deeper down in the body. And so it requires different frequency of dosing and potency and all of that. And so that's why I think a lot of people get frustrated when trying to treat chronic things at home. Um, And really, again, I think half of the healing is just having a witness to your experience and somebody to listen to you. You know, I'm a homeopath, but I have my own homeopath. Like I don't treat my partner. I wouldn't treat my kids necessarily for chronic stuff because we can't see, you know, what's right in front of us. We need a mirror. We need somebody to ask us the right questions and to, you know, dig up the stuff that's under the surface that, you know, we're just so used to and we can't see it anymore. Yeah, I completely agree. I feel like we're not meant to do any of this alone and we need those. I call them like true mirror reflections, you know, Mm -hmm. you'll be able to share something with somebody and they're going to hear it differently. Like, hey, did you hear that? Or like reflect that. Like we need that tag team, if you will. Yes, yes. And I mean, I'm all for, sorry, my voice is going. (laughs) I'm all for, um, this whole like, you know, Instagram revolution of self-healing and I'm going to do it on my own. But that's like such the way that gets us stuck because again, so much of what we're missing is that deep connection with people with, you know, and a lot of people, they just, they don't have the person to really help mirror that back to them in their life. And it's just not the way that our society is currently. And And just the idea of like, I have to do this on my own, you know, that's its own adaptation response to something too, of course, right? 100%. I I feel like everyone, when they start their healing journey or want to break free from like mental health struggles or physical ailments, they go down that path. I mean, I did too. My whole first program was like, you're the self healer and and all that. But I've learned through my journey, it's like there's three streams to healing and awakening. So it's self to self work. So that self-healing work, self to other, which is like the work we do with clients and then self to community. And it's like most of our trauma is attachment related. So Mm -hmm. to repair it, we need to have someone there by our side, you know? So. Right. Right. Oh, that's such a good point. Yeah. I really, really love that. I think that's really, really true. And, um, and it is important to have, you know, a bit of that self responsibility for our health and that state of like, no, I am powerful. And, Yes. down, I know what I need. Sometimes I just need somebody to help pull it out of me. But, you know, it's true. There has to be that kind of like, okay, you know, I have enough strength and I have enough awareness to to do a lot of it, to have a lot of the investigative work. But then when I need a nudge or a help or a push, you know, there's that too. It's a balance. Yeah, 100%. So the only other like nuanced question specifically around homeopathy mm-hmm. I wanted to ask was, I know some people might not know much about homeopathy, but I've heard about right. flower essences. Oh, sure. Um, I want to just quickly chat about like, what's the difference between homeopathy and like a flower essence remedy? Yeah, yeah. So I love to use them in tandem. And on the surface, it does seem like, you know, a similar thing because flower essences really work with the emotional state, but I've talked about homeopathy working on the emotional state. So what is the difference? Well, you know, one of the big differences is how they're made. And so a homeopathic remedy is potentized, meaning it's like ground and diluted down and, you know, it's succussed, which means they bang it to bring the energy forth. And they're kind of, you know, really extracting anything that's harmful in the substance and only leaving what's going to be healing. That's why we can use remedies like from poison ivy for itchy rash. And it's not going to produce like that rash response in and of itself because all of the toxic substances gone. And so there's much more of like an energetic, um, I guess you could say like potentization in homeopathy, whereas flower essences, you're really just putting flowers in water and then straining them out. Like there's no shaking, there's no (laughs) diluting and scraping and, you know, grinding down of the substance. Um, So the way they're made is different. And I will say that homeopathy it works much more on every plane of the body. 
Um, so it's going to help catalyze a healing for the physical or emotional flower essence. I really use for things like helping further the awareness, like further emotional support, further, like, you know, let's say that somebody is coming to me with bad anxiety happens a lot. I'm going to give them a remedy like arsenicum, which is known for that, like kind of like restlessness and anxiousness and type A, and that's going to help them uproot that condition over time. But if I really want to target it from two sides, I would also add in a flower essence blend that's going to, again, bring just a little bit of a different aspect of that same picture. So it's complementary. So let's say the flower essence is going to help them with that body safety, with grounding, with kind of, you know, helping that that pattern in their brain of being hypervigilant. And so they really just work together beautifully. Um, and it just really helps to further that different habit in the brain. It's like, you know, flower essences, you often use the same one for at least three weeks. And they say it takes 21 days to form a new habit. It's similar. You're forming a new perspective and a new emotional habit in the brain of grounding or peace or, you know, resilience. And so it's really, really helpful. And, you know, all of these things, though, I can go on and on about the facts of them and everything. But I always say that with these, you just have to experience it. Like, you know, I just know when I want a flower essence versus a homeopathic, like, I'll give an example. Um, I recently did a presentation simplifying homeopathy. I tend to be a procrastinator. So <laughs> I was working on my slides and I'm like, man, you know, I could really use some help with focus and with motivation. So I took a flower essence blend and I knew it was going to work so precisely on that specific thing. And man, I was working on a Saturday, you know, I was doing all my slides. I'm like, who is this person? You know, so it's so targeted or like if I'm having a day, um, where I've had a heavy client load and I feel like, you know, I can kind of take on energy states easily. There's a Yarrow Shield blend, which really helps to kind of just create that boundary between practitioner and client. So I'll take that, you know, if I'm feeling like that. So you can kind of really play with flower essences, be like, all right, what's the most present emotional state here that I can address? Is it social anxiety? Okay, well, I'm going to take this blend before, you know, I give a speech at a wedding. Do you know what I mean? It's very yeah play with it more. And I just see them work so beautifully. You know, it's like, I just, I love working with both of them. So I hope that makes sense. <laughs> oh, that definitely makes sense. And I love all the different examples. I think it's cracking people's minds open some more ways yes. that you use homeopathy and flower yeah. essences and more reason why to work with a homeopath like you, because you know, all of these, like the back of your hand, you're like, oh, what are you doing? like, oh, I need this. Like, God, I would love that type of knowledge to just be like, yeah. this flower essence is definitely what I need right now. But it's yeah. like, I now have you where I can like shoot you an email and be like, uh -huh. hey, this is coming up. And you're like, oh, I got you, you know? Totally. Um, yeah, exactly. Because it's like, the other thing I want to say is that with a homeopathic remedy, I call it kind of like the hierarchy of symptoms where, you know, I think you asked earlier, how do you know a remedy is working? Yeah. So um, we have something called the direction of cure. And that's just that usually people heal from the top down inside out. So like from the mental space and then down goes to the feet. And then from the most important vital organs, like the liver, things that you literally need, the heart, the liver, the kidneys, yeah. and then to the skin, which is like the least important organ. It's just kind of like, you know, it's important, but it's, you, you don't necessarily need it to be alive. Mm -hmm. So with a homeopathic remedy, sometimes the body has its own agenda of like what needs to heal first. So let's say you really, you know, I see this all the time with skin clients. I need my eczema to go away immediately. Please help me. It's like, okay, it's like for sure. But, you know, sometimes the liver needs to that TLC first. And of course we can't see what's going on inside the body, but I know based on other things like your energy, your appetite, your sleep, I know what's being worked on under the hood. Yeah. It's like, using flower essence is like, oh, I know this goes right to that. You know yeah. what I mean? It's going to go right to that specific thing. And I also give it a lot. You know, there's a flower essence called self-heal for clients that come to me. They're on their last rope. You're my last stop on this bus. You know, they basically don't believe they can heal. Yeah. There's a lot of hopelessness and despair and a flower essence like self-heal is really going to help them to stay the course with homeopathy, to attend the follow-ups, to keep going and persevere and just gives them that hope back. That's so important. Oh, that's so important. They're just incredible tools to support you wherever you're at in your healing mm -hmm. journey. 
you know? Yes. Yes. It's all about meeting yourself where you're at. What's, you know, I always ask the question, what's the loudest for you right now? Mm-hmm. Like what's just really on the surface of like, just really aggravating you really painful. That's where we want to go first. And then, you know, just work from there. Um, and it can be a process, but you know, it's, you know, always moving in the right direction. And there's just this calming sense of like, uh, I'm just working with the body. I'm not forcing it to do all of these things that maybe it's not ready for. I'm not taking 500 pills a day to try to heal my liver. It's like, it's just a more gentle, intuitive, and, you know, kind of just meeting your body where you're at. Are you more sensitive? Are you not, you know, you can, there's so much adjustment and just respect for the body. Yeah. I I think our work is just so aligned in that way. Cause that's how I work with clients too. It's like when they come into session, it's like, what's the most alive for you this week? Yeah, exactly. The body, like whatever's the loudest, yeah. the body's like, this is what we want to focus exactly. on. Exactly. It's know? no mystery. <laughs> no mystery at all. Like that's the thing. I think that's why through this work that we do with clients, people start to build more safety in their body or more trust mm-hmm. that the symptoms or triggers that they're dealing with are there because the body's just like, Hey, we're ready to process this. Just notice me so we can move through it. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. And and that's why, why I've said before to you that I really love the work that you do with clients is because sometimes I'll get clients that just really don't have an awareness of the body. And if they're just, you know, for one reason or another, they're just not as connected to their experience. And so it can be really hard for them to express even how their symptom feels like they may know that they have arthritis, but they can't really, they're like, I don't know, you know, there's a lot of, I don't know, it's just there. And so somatic work, it helps to just ground you back down into your experience. Again, that safety word coming up again, safety to experience and to um, also just be able to articulate that is a muscle. It takes practice. And, you know, I'll usually have clients like, Notice their dreams is coming up in their dreams. That's the subconscious talking to you, letting you know what's being worked on or what needs to heal. Journal when your symptoms are really bad and you just hate the process and you're like, this sucks. Journal it out. What's coming up? That's when it's most on the surface. Like I was saying, you really want to catch it when it's at the surface because there's so much wisdom that you can mine from that, you know, just really being in it and allowing your body to express that, even if it's just pen and paper. Or some people like to do a voice memo that they delete if they need to talk it out, you know? And so it's just like building again, it really, it's building a relationship with yourself again. And that's the most healing thing. 100%. I I love that. And that's something you taught me was like when we started our homeopathy doses, Mm -hmm. you're like, start writing down your dreams and that Mm -hmm. helped connect with my body even deeper. Yeah. Because it's like I was using a grief remedy and it was, of course, I was processing grief of losing my dad, Mm -hmm. but then it was like relationship breakups I was Mm -hmm. processing and like friendship dynamics I lost along the way. It was like, wow, like this is so, (laughs) like it was such a deeper understanding of what I was moving through. And right just build a even deeper relationship with my body and trust and and just being able to watch it without being scared. Just like, wow, that that's so insightful. Like that's what I'm moving through. Right. Right. So you can get a kind of an insight into, you know, what is the remedy working on? What is my body currently processing under the surface? Like, you know, sometimes we might feel like short fuse during the day. We're like, why am I behaving like this? Yeah. And then you'll dream. You're like, wow, that's what's happening. And I didn't even know it because I don't have space for it yet. I mean, it makes sense. You know, that's when you have the most space to work on things is when you're sleeping. And so I often notice that even people who aren't dreamers, they start to dream when they take um, remedies. And it's just, again, it's when you have more vitality available, more healing energy available, it opens up that kind of, you know, awareness and more I don't know. I don't know why it does that. It's just like activating something in the system. It's really interesting. It's so interesting. And I always tell clients like, what we're learning here is resting and being achieves more than doing. Because I think when someone's dealing with anxiety or a trigger, Mm -hmm. the first thought is like, why am I feeling this way? And Mm -hmm. we get a little too heady and like, yes, analyzing (laughs) it too critical instead of like, letting insight come to us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Exactly. Exactly. Something that I started implementing for myself, like, I think it was a year ago now is instead of doing guided meditations, just setting a timer for 10 minutes, 20 minutes and just being silent. 
just creating space of like, what, what is it for me? Not what Louise Hay thinks my, you know, allergy is, you know, no offense. It's just, <laughs> there's, there's more to, to it than that. And only we have access to, to that awareness. And so it's creating space and trusting that that will come through if we create the space for it. Yeah. I love that when you're saying creating space, that's exactly what mm-hmm. it is. We're so used to like doing the thing, finding the mm-hmm. answer. It's like when we create space and trust the answers are going to come to us, mm-hmm. it happens more beautifully than we could write up or we have deeper insight that we would have never thought about if we were just critically analyzing it. Yes. Yes. Because, you know, it's really like we trick ourselves into thinking that we're doing something helpful when really we're avoiding the feeling <laughs> or the understanding. <laughs> All of our lovely survival strategies of suppression. Well, I'm doing something. I'm Googling. I'm on the Facebook group. What do you mean I'm not doing anything about it? It's like, well, where has that gotten you? It feels incredibly productive. Don't get me wrong, but it, it almost sabotages us. It causes us more pain. So when we develop more safety in the body through the work we do with clients, when you can trust the signs and symptoms are coming, more insight can land and and come Mm -hmm. to you. Even in my pregnancy journey, I like at the beginning of my second trimester, I had really high blood pressure at risk for preeclampsia. Mm-hmm. And instead of like Googling all the things and oh my God, like what's happening and I need to da 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 da, I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. something something's happening. I kind of just rested in being and I had a dream of this smoothie. I kept like, I'm like, kept dreaming of like making a smoothie. I'm like, why the hell am I dreaming this? And then I was like, oh my God. There was a supplement I have taken my whole mast cell journey that I just forgot to take that month. And I'd always put it in my smoothie. Wow. And so I was like, oh my God, like, let me just, I I just forgot to order it. And it was just a supplement. I took it. The blood pressure went back to normal. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. I love that. That's such a practical dream. (laughs) Right. I know. It happened like more than once. I'm like, what about this goddamn smoothie? And then I was like, I just had that insight hit me instead of me. Mm -hmm. Like if I searched for other things, I would have never... Like, cause if you look at the supplement, it has nothing to do with blood pressure, but it's Fascinating. liver. And Fascinating. so, yeah. So it was just so interesting how, like, when we, we trust our bodies and just let insight come to us, we can finally get the answers we're, we're searching for. Yeah. And it's kind of rewiring the system to be okay. Like, you know, a lot of people, they say, oh, I can't relax. Do you practice relaxing though? Because, you know, we're so like our idea of relaxing is like being on TikTok where we're hit with a million stimulus. You know, it's fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Instagram or TikTok, but, you know, we're constantly bombarding our system with stimulation. It's like, well, of course, you know, sitting there for 10 minutes in meditation is going to feel horrible. Your body's just not used to it. (laughs) We have to make the unfamiliar familiar. And that's part of the the journey. Yeah. Um, exactly different strategies to distract because we have what's called like a protector ego state Mm -hmm. and so yeah like we think you know scrolling like anytime I'm like scrolling too much like I have my certain tendencies I'll I'll slow down like I might need to receive co-regulation because there's something I'm avoiding Uh Um, I don't know you know it's like once again great insight it's not like having those tendencies to scroll too much or binge watch Netflix. Like it's more like when you start noticing you're doing those things, like, huh, maybe there's something here. Maybe I need some support. Right. Right. Exactly. And it's like, it's like do the meditation and then go scroll, you know, yeah. you can have both. <laughs> totally. Live your life by all means. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, usually I ask this question at the beginning of the podcast, but I think it'll be kind of great to wrap up with this. We've talked about homeopathy, all the nuances, how the power of both of our work can be so supportive for someone. And now I want to talk about you (laughs) (laughs) and what actually led you to homeopathy. I know you initially thought you wanted to be a therapist and Uh then it led you to this beautiful direction of supporting people in this way. So I would love listeners to hear more about you and what got you to this point. Oh, yeah. Thank you for asking. Um, So really, you know, my role in my family was like the fixer of like, you know, how can I like, first of all, be the one that doesn't have problems because my family was full of problems. So I was kind of like the good kid, the kid that was just fine. You know what I mean? Uh (laughs) Like I went to school, I got good grades. I didn't really make too much of a fuss. 
Um, and then it was interesting because once I actually moved to um, my dorm in college and was away from my family, that's when I started to get physical symptoms. It was like when my body was safe enough to like be in a more of a stable environment, all of a sudden I got the physical symptoms. And that's, I hear that all the time. Yep. And so I was like, what the heck is this? Like what's happening? So um, basically I um, was like, first of all, fixated on understanding my family dynamics, which is why I went into psychology. It's a very common story. I wanted to understand it and make sense of it and maybe fix it <laughs> because of that, yes. <laughs> or at least fix it in other people. Um, and so I was just always fascinated with human behavior, the mind, all of that stuff. And then when I started getting physical symptoms, I kind of like, my friend had told me, like, she showed me like um, one of those like vegetarian vegan documentaries. And I was like, oh, I should go vegan. It's going to solve all my problems. So I did that. But it was kind of a good thing for me because I learned how to cook and like discern ingredients. And <laughs> I didn't even know how to like cook an egg before that. So I mean, <laughs> it was probably a good thing for me to like learn those things. And so I just got really curious just about, you know, nutrition. I remember watching so much YouTube and like that was the era of that and of like people first starting education on YouTube. And I was just really passionate about bringing those together. And then it was kind of by like total chance that I found homeopathy because I had been working out one day and I have scoliosis. So my body's always kind of like slightly out of balance. So if I'm doing like workout videos in my dorm, I'm not going to be having proper form. <laughs> so I ended up getting an injury to my hip. And so I saw a chiropractor who unfortunately gave me not the best adjustment, which left me in more chronic pain. But it led me all to the right place because um, it led me to this other chiropractor. And I don't know what it is with chiropractors, but they just tend to like have like so many modalities that they tend to use. Like I noticed that pattern. Um, and so I went to a chiropractor who was also an herbalist and a homeopath and all these things. And I remember like coming in and him being like, what's your birthday? I'm going to prescribe you a remedy based on your birthday. Like I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it wasn't a homeopathic, but it was a different remedy. Um yeah. I was like, who is this guy? Um, but he made me feel so much better. And I was like, okay, there's something here. Um, you know, he really helped my injury and everything like that. And, you know, it did send me down the natural health rabbit hole a little bit too intensely because I felt like the more detoxes I did, the more supplements I pushed, actually the sicker I got. Mm -hmm. So I had a pretty long journey. Um, it was like most of my 20s where I was super sick. I was not well. I was very hypervigilant. It was just like something happened that cranked my nervous system and it never came back down. And so a lot of my symptoms resulted from that. Mm -hmm. And so um, one time I was really, really ill and I was like, okay, I like have to like go to the hospital. And they actually gave me um, a homeopathic remedy, Pulsatilla. And before I knew it, I was like, you know what? I feel more relaxed. I'm just going to go home and take a nap. And I did. I slept for like 18 hours. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I woke up and I just felt a lot better in myself. And that was the first time that I had kind of taken something and it had that kind of effect. Um, and so it just intrigued me. You know, I just have always had a natural inclination toward this kind of work. And so it just made sense to me intuitively. And it combined my love for psychology and physical health just beautifully, married the two. And um, then I found out, you know, what constitutional homeopathy is because, you know, a lot of naturopaths and natural doctors will kind of give a remedy just based on your symptom. But constitutional homeopathy is kind of what we've been talking about, where it really examines your whole history and matches you to the remedy, not just your physical ailment. So it was just perfect. I loved it. I ended up moving out to the West Coast. Um, you know, I was lived in Chicago, moved out to the West Coast and ended up studying it after I got my degree in nutrition. So it was just amazing. You know, it was something where I was like, okay, this is perfect for a little sensitive me that doesn't get better from supplements and detoxes. And, you know, I was very much also like on my last leg of like, okay, like, how am I going to feel good? Like I'm only in my twenties. Yeah. Um, so really it was like, I said earlier, like I had to experience it to understand it. And it was just like, oh, I just felt like such a relief. Like, just, okay, there is something that really works with my body and doesn't feel like I'm constantly forcing down pills and forcing the detox. And like, I did so much stuff that it was just like, wow, a gentle approach. 
<laughs> oh my god I relate to that so much I mean I was chronically ill for a majority of my 20s too and then I, I feel like you pendulum swing once you learn about all the toxins and whatever mm-hmm. you like pendulum swing a little too hard on the detox yes. and then you yes. come back to a middle point of like maybe it doesn't have to be this rigorous exactly <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it, it balances exactly it and I definitely had to find that and trial and error a lot of that and I just you know accepted it because you know, I understand now, like, I, I think that I'm, I'm, you probably agree, Shana, when you're supposed to be a practitioner, your journey is sometimes a lot more intense than your clients. And so uh, that's, you know, I have such an understanding of people who come to see me because of that, because I've literally lived it. So I, I'm grateful for it in that way. Yeah, I love that. Well, that's why I even called this podcast Mama Embodied. It's uh-huh. like you have to be embodied in the work to be able to teach it, right? And yes. Yeah, of course, if you're a practitioner, I'd definitely relate to that of like yeah. going through it so much more intensely, maybe um, sometimes, mm-hmm. but it helps you teach it so much better. And you're just so embodied in this work and your passion clearly shows. Like I, we've said before we hit record, I referred so many of my clients to you to work as a tandem team and every time they hop on the call with me again, they're like, oh, I love Kaylee and I love her passion. Like I feel so taken care of. Like that's what we need from practitioners. So yes, appreciated. Yes, exactly. Because, you know, these are such delicate topics that you and I deal with. Mm -hmm. And so you have to just be that kind of grounding presence. You know, that's always my goal is to just like, if they're having intense moments, just kind of be that anchor and to just you know, there's never any judgment in the space, no matter what they share. And it's nice because a lot of people keep those things to themselves because it doesn't feel safe to share it. Yeah. So I always feel so privileged to hear about these things that they don't share and that they feel safe enough to do that. And to be a part of their journey is just, I, you know, it's, it's a, it's a big privilege. Yeah, I love that. I mean, it's a huge part of repairing our nervous systems as we've mm-hmm. stuffed this stuff down for so long because there wasn't a safe place to really talk about it and yeah. have someone understand and be that grounding force while you're going through it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's so needed and so appreciated. So I have absolutely loved our conversation. Me too. You've gone through so many different topics <laughs> under the sun. I told you, I was like, we have some general questions, but we're just going to flow. And it, yeah. it it was written up more beautifully than I could have ever anticipated. Oh, it's so fun. I feel energized from it. You know, I yes. feel excited from it. So I'm, I always love that, you know, when it just flows and is perfect. So yeah, thank you for just creating the space for me to share and all that you do with your clients, just you're doing amazing things. So thank you for doing what you do. (laughs) Thank you. And so if someone's interested, whether they want to focus on emotional ailments, physical ailments, Mm want to help get over mom guilt or stress or want to support their kids in a different way, how can they work with you and stay connected with you? Yeah. So um, my name on everything is the ripened heart. I really, I don't even know how I came up with that name. It was something that it was like something literally, I think I was in meditation. It was like, okay, that's <laughs> what I'm going to be called. But uh, so that's my business name. That's my website, the ripenedheart.com, Instagram, the ripened heart. I have a podcast called the ripened heart podcast. It's very, you know, all the same name. So very easy to find me. And um, yeah, I offer free intro calls for people who want to know more about, you know, how can it help their specific situation? Um, I have that, you know, new class that I just did called Simplifying Homeopathy. If you really just want to know all the details and have a really big understanding of it, I recommend checking that out. And um, of course, you can see me for constitutional care. Yes. Amazing. Well, thanks again for hopping on the call. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you know someone who would benefit from hearing this message, please share it with them. And if you're loving these conversations, make sure to subscribe and leave me a review on what you love about the show so I can keep the good vibes coming your way. Now, in case no one told you today, I want you to know that you're doing a fucking incredible job and the world is so much better with you in it. So thank you for being here and I cannot wait to see you in the next episode.